0: All right, if you are sitting close to somebody, look at them. If you are uh, online and you're close to somebody, look at them. If you are by yourself looking at your computer screen, look at your computer screen so that you can see me and I will imagine that I can see you and say these words, I love you, I love you, I love you. Are we going to say it like we mean it this time? <laughs> say, I love you, I love you, I love you. I don't know about you, but I found this week through talking to various people, um, people that, that, that I have said stuff to that I didn't realize hurt them, people that, uh, that, that had been having hard days, people that had hurt me, that those three words, there were actually just one, mean a lot. And so before we read the scripture, I want to invite you this week to tell the people that you love, that you love them and mean it. To to see people when they're having a hard day and go out of your way to say something encouraging to them, let's be the hands and the feet of Christ as Christ intended, amen? Amen. Amen. Today's scripture comes from uh, the Gospel of John, uh, uh, chapter 21, verses one through seven. And it reads, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberius and he showed himself in this way gathered them together gathered together were Simon Peter Thomas called the twin Nathanael of Cana in Galilee the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples Simon Peter said to them I am going fishing they said to him we will go with you they went out and got into the boat But that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the sea. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, we love you. We love you and we love you. Help us because we need it. In Jesus name. Amen. In reading this portion of scripture, it, it, I, find, I found it really interesting that I felt like I was reading a scripture that I had maybe heard before. Uh, and, and in looking through the scriptures, I, I found that I, I wasn't completely crazy. Because about two to three, two and a half to three years prior to this scripture, there, there, there is notated a, a place where Jesus uh, comes into the boat with these individuals. He preaches for just a little bit and then he says, Set out, let's go fishing. When he goes out to fish, he finds that the the individuals in the boat later to be his disciples have been fishing all night. They have done all that they knew to do. They they were fishermen by trade and, and they still caught nothing. But Jesus said, cast out again and throw out your net. And they said, uh, uh, because you said so, we will do so. And, and they brought in so many fish that they had to wave other people to come help because their nets just couldn't hold it all. It's amazing how, how, how these two scriptures so far apart in time walk so nicely parallel to one another. We find that in in this particular scripture that we read today, that that the disciples are on a boat fishing. Now, why they went fishing, a lot of people have a a lot of different uh, conclusions on why Peter said, let's go fishing. But I can't prove any of those in scripture, so we're not going to address those today. But but what I, I can say is it's interesting that they have fished all night and once again caught nothing.
1: Nothing. And from
0: about a hundred yards out, they hear a voice. And this particular translation, it says children, and in another it says friends. They say, friends, have you caught any fish? And they said, no. And this person that's so far away says, cast your net on the other side of the boat. And and I imagine that much like me reading this scripture for uh, the the, the first time this week, uh, uh, they had a bit of a a moment where they said, the last time somebody told me to cast my net again when I caught nothing, we caught a bunch of stuff. Let's try it. So they throw it over the side and all of a sudden they have more fish in the net than they had ever expected. And the disciple says, there's only one person I know that could have the authority to make fish swim on one side of the boat and not on the other. There's only one person I know that that, that could control things in such a way that they knew exactly where we need to drop the nets. And that one person has done this for us before. I tell you, that is Jesus. It wasn't that he broke out his binoculars or his te- telescopic uh, scope to look 100 yards away and see the features of the face of the person that said, do you have any fish? Throw it on the other side. It was a knowing that in that moment, the, 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 the miraculous thing that had happened could only be the result of Jesus speaking it into existence. And the scripture says that Peter puts back on his clothes because he, he had stripped uh, in order to do his job, and he dives into the water and he makes a beeline towards Jesus. Now, you might be asking me, what can we learn from that? I tried to step here. It's not going to work. You might be asking me, what can we learn from that? And I'll, I'll tell you this.
1: In situations where
0: it seems like what is happening, it it, it just doesn't make sense. I know how to do this. I, I, I've been doing this forever. I've always got good results. There, there has never been a season like this in my life. Why do I feel so helpless? Because because, because, because I, I, I know how to do this. I should be successful. I should be further. I I, I should be, I should be, I should be. And all of a sudden, there, there's this still, small voice. All of a sudden, there's this scripture that comes to mind. All of a sudden, you get a phone call with an encouraging word. All of a sudden, somebody walks up. Up to you and says, I love you, I love you, I love you. All of a sudden, something happens in your life that seems to break things open in a way that you could have never seen, and quite frankly, you could have never made happen yourself. A lot of us would say, Well, I did that because something told me or or, or, or uh, uh, you know uh, I've been preparing for this all my life it was just bound to happen because i, I, I was I was pretty good at this or, or or I don't know why but but all of a sudden this thing happened and I can't put words to it. And I would say in that moment, it would behoove us to, to be like the disciple that, that discerned the situation and realized it was not by their might or by their strength or in their skills that any of this happened. And it wasn't something that told me. It wasn't some, ma- some magical thing that happened, but that is Jesus it is a recognition that that God is with us everywhere we go and even in the midst of the places where we feel the most unworthy in the places where we struggle the most in the places where all the things that we know to do are not working that that he is very present a very a very present help in the time of trouble that Jesus is just a a a, 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 a stone throw away that he, that Jesus sees us that he cares and if we would listen to the the very words that He has placed in our lives. Listen to the very people that He's allowed to intersect into our journey. If we would just take the time to listen that we ourselves would find the way that Jesus designed for our lives. The second thing that I want you to to see is this. In the first story when Jesus calls His disciples after he has uh, 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 told them to cast the net over the side, after they have brought in a great catch of fish, after he says, I will make you fishers of men, Peter says, depart from me, for I i am not worthy of this. I'm a sinful man. I am not worthy of what you're putting before me. I, I, I'm, I'm not. And Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. And in that moment, he, he restores him. He, he places promise in his life and connects to a destiny that, that Peter never saw uh, before, before that very moment. And I'm telling you this, that oftentimes we find ourselves in positions where we feel like we're not worthy, where we feel like we've just done too much, that we've said too much, that we've hurt too many people, uh, we, we, places where the journey has beat us in such a way that we feel like this is just it, this is how it's always going to be, but if we, we would do like Peter did in the second uh, story, now let me remind you that prior to this, Peter has denied Jesus three times. Let let me remind you that the cock crowed, as Jesus said, and Peter was standing realizing that he had walked away from the very promise that he gave to Jesus on on that beloved night. And and now Peter feeling unworthy again. Peter uh, feeling sinful again. Peter, in the midst of his journey of trying to figure things out, hears that Jesus is still there and the first thing he does is not pull towards the fish The first thing he does is not to talk to to those around him. The first thing he does is to jump in the water so that I can get to Jesus as quickly as possible. Because if he can restore me the first time, if he can place promise in my life the first time, if he can connect me to a destiny I didn't see the first time, then that means that this time, as I feel the same way, he can do the same thing. I just need to
1: get to Jesus. This story
0: speaks volumes to me. It shows me that, that God can show up in all areas of our lives. That And when God shows up, it's always on time. It shows me that when the scripture says that he will give exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think, there was 153, 152 fishes, hopefully I don't want uh the test for not remembering the exact amount 152 to 153 fishes in the net that they did not even anticipate and though the net was heavy and though the net was still the net so it was frail nothing broke nothing busted it was still sustained even in the pulling of the weight nothing gave way that the net uh, uh, miraculously stayed together throughout the whole process and Fishermen know that when you bear a lot of weight often, some pieces of the net pop so that you have to repair them later. And so God is saying, not only can I restore you, not only can I give you an abundance, but I can sustain the things that you have in such a way that that weight does not overtake you when you are able to be a blessing to others. It is a story that says that no matter where you find yourself, no matter where you have gone, no matter what your past may look like, no matter what your mistakes of today are. If you could just see Jesus and get to him, everything will be okay. Will there still be struggles? Yes. Will there still be hard times? Yes. But if I can get to Jesus, he will show me the way.
1: A few weeks ago, we buried a promise in the tomb. And on Good
0: Friday, we didn't know what we would do or what would be next because the way was behind a rock and the world said that it was over on Easter Sunday we we, we found that we should look again because the rock has been rolled away in the promise oh the promise it is alive and last week We we were reminded that that as Jesus breathed on his disciples, he gave them renewed spirit and renewed life and renewed vision. It it is a a deep breath onto us that propels us forward. And today I want to remind you that though the world may say that it's over, though, though, though the situations may look bleak sometimes, we have not lost our way. Jesus is still the way there's still a direction before us. And when he said that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us to all truth, I believe Jesus and everybody else is a liar. I, I, we have not lost our way, though, though times have gotten tough and situations may seem overwhelming. I, I know that, that if I could just lift my head to the hills which cometh my help, then, then I know that help cometh from God. Uh, we have not lost our way. No matter how hard things may seem, no matter how overwhelming they may get, there is a Jesus on the shore waiting for us to come. It, it, we have not lost our way. Because what we do know is this, it ain't over. It ain't over. The challenges of today does not make it over. The hard times of yesterday does not make it over. Because if you read the same Bible that I read, and I believe we have the same Bible, there are quite a few of them in the pews, we find that no matter what the world may say, no matter what the enemy may throw at us, we win. We have not lost our way, brothers and sisters. We have not lost our way, my family and God. We have not lost our way. Our way is not dead. It is not lost. It is not uh, forgotten. It is not trapped behind a rock. It is not impeded. It is, it, it, it is, it is very present in, the, in, in, in our world. It is very present in our way of being. It is very present in our lives. It is very present.
1: I love movies. So most of my illustrations will be that. Sorry.
0: There is a Christmas movie called Home Alone Lost in New York. I love it when you laugh. It's beautiful. And the thing that sticks out to me about in that movie is towards the end, Kevin has been lost in New York City. His mom is looking for him. She approaches this cop car. And she begins to ask for help and they say, well, we can't really help you. Let us do our job. We'll look, we'll do our investigation, blah, 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 blah. And she says, my son is strong. And she begins to talk through all of the positives of Kevin until she arrives at the fact that she knows exactly where Kevin is. Not because she has sent him there, but because she knows what's in him. Thank you, God. When, when, when she gets into the car, she asks to go, I think it's to Rockefeller Center, and Kevin is standing before the Christmas tree looking at the star, essentially praying, saying, I know I don't deserve a Christmas, but, but if I could, Lord, just, just let me see my mom just for a few moments. Let, let me see my family. I, I, I'm sorry that I've done all the stupid stuff that I've done. I'm sorry that, that I have uh, uh, missed the mark and dropped the ball and been hateful and all of these things, but if you would just give me this, And by the time the prayer ends, she's running across the the center and they meet and he gives her an embrace and they are connected. Why would I bring that up? I bring that up because the best place you can run to when you're in trouble is to the Lord. The best place that you can run to when all seems lost is to God. And people of God, if that becomes our lifestyle, if that becomes just what we do, then 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 in the midst of troubled times, people know where to find you because they're going to look for where God sends them. If if that becomes our lifestyle and just what we do, then we also train those around us or encourage those around us to do the same and and run to God. If, if, If that is just who we are and what we do, we exhibit that the way is not lost, but it is just in front of us. People of God, I have said
1: a lot of things to say this. Hard times will come. Hard times will come. Did you hear me? But our God is real. But our God is real. And in those moments where
0: you are in trouble, He will hide you in those moments when you need something and you don't know what that something is. God is able to provide for you, even in the midst of your not knowing in those moments where hard times come. If you will purpose in your heart to make a beeline to the God of your salvation, I assure you that he will restore your life, that he will restore your promise that he will put destiny in front of you that you never imagined you could achieve, and that he would surround you with individuals that they may see your light and imitate it as they run themselves to the cross. This is
1: a simple message that says this. Be encouraged. Be diligent. Be loving be purposeful, rest in your promise, and run towards your destiny, because our way is not lost. For God is yet directing our paths. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.